gently. Alfred let the held breath out slowly as the third sphere took solidity and hung with the other two, iridescent, luminous, in the shadow of the minstrel's gallery. One of her legs was going to sleep. She shifted warily, eyes in concentration given fully to the fitful illusion that floated at arm's length over Alster's grand ballroom. Good. Now then. Her brow furrowed. It was courting a headache, attempting to find vision. But maybe this time. The left globe. The right one. Suddenly, faintly, both held images. Man. Woman. A smile curved her lips, was quickly stifled as the hollows dimmed. Mother. Father. Roland had had the right of it after all, and her tutor was wrong. Start with familiar images for any defined vision, then work back to the school exercises once you had the feel of it. In the central globe, a tiny flame illuminated the flanking images, the girl casting them. Perhaps sixteen, though thin enough to be years younger. The gray eyes, with their grave, solemn gaze, alone belied this. An hour at this particular skill would bring on headache, too. The so-called royal gifts did, worked hard enough, honed as she honed hers. True, she'd probably never be called on to make official use of them, but she'd made liars of those who'd held full royal blood, both sides, to be a requisite to the gifts. Compared to this advanced form of the moss light, Aura took no training, no effort at all. The flame, seldom more than a weak spark, even in the strongest of Ulster's line, was mere child's play, and truthing, just a rather boring exercise. The rare healing touch, now that would be a thing to develop, wouldn't it? That would show Cedri. Of course, one would have to find someone willing to suffer a bastard's touch to work it. Not impossible. The vision was wavering again. Impatiently, she pushed aside the busy mental chatter, the well-worn thoughts. Her eyes went proudly from one smiling face to the other. Elfrid, you girl! Elfrid, I say! The holos vanished, the globes that had held them gone as though pinpricked. The central one flared briefly as the flame bloomed, winked out. Damn. Alfred sighed as Pandrick's voice, age shrilled and edged with peevish anger, echoed down the narrow hall. Then she untangled her long legs and slipped from the high ledge. No good ignoring the old woman. As nurse to all of Ulster's blood from Cedri up, Pandrick knew most of the hiding places in this end of the castle, would know if she were being evaded. Would be for days even more difficult to live with. She dragged her loose day gown, tucked for comfort into the wide plain girdle, circumspectly down around her ankles. Pandrick? Alfred's voice was low, rather husky, and she had to repeat herself as the old woman hove into sight. Pandrick was more than half deaf. So there you are, wearing my feet out looking for you.
She brushed irritably at the gray hair that had slipped from her coif and was clinging damply to her ruddy forehead. The king has asked for you at once, though why ever he should, she added under her breath and scowled at her square, wrinkled hands. Elfred's hearing was excellent, but her thin, impassive face gave no notice of having caught the comment, any more than she took notice of the insult of Pandrick's manner, her addressing a princess, even a nominal one, as girl.